T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Last season, I went over and, of course, introduced myself because he was a center in high school, and I always seemed to always want to make sure... The center family keeps the guys who play that position. Everybody knows everybody. But I was impressed with the handshake and the look in the eye and the politeness uh, a year ago. And I think really what he accomplished last year on the playing field went unnoticed. I, I really believe that. This is a guy that started from the second game on last year and played for for a true freshman to play somewhat out of position because he was a center in high school, I think he did outstanding. And when you watch him play, um, you can believe what they tell you down there is that he will always be in the top five or six. You just can't – there's maybe things that you measure about him that you would like. You'd like to be a little taller, a little stronger, a little heavier, a little quicker, but you can't get him off the field. And the main reason is, is is he works very, very hard. He's got great core strength. He's got excellent hands. And he never, ever, ever is on the ground. And as our conversation was last night with him, you realize also he's probably one of the smartest guys on the field. Um, let's uh, go back and replay a couple of things from the game the other night. Uh, we call this uh, Bailey's Breakdown. And so speaking of the offensive line and, and the talk of college football behind that offensive line has been De'Ara King, who, when I was looking at it today, it occurred to me, gee, he threw the ball 40 times the other day against Florida State. Uh, it didn't feel that way, but he was 29 of 40 for 269 yards in the game. And one of the big plays in the game, it was a backbreaker, was this one right here where Miami moved uh, the launch spot for De'Ara King and resulted in a big play. King in the gun, holds his hands out, takes the snap, rolls right side, looking, throws deep down the field. It's going to be caught! Touchdown! It's Wiggins on the other end. Touchdown, Miami! The Hurricanes off of play action go avenue Deep to D. Wiggins for the score. So Wiggins gets behind him second time. They got a touchdown against Florida State. What'd you like about that particular play? The way everything came together for Miami. I think yeah. Let's start with what we were talking about: the offensive line. He had he had the protection and he had it all night. And you know you, you brought that he brought up the fact that he threw forty times. 
that's confidence in your offensive line that you can drop back and throw it 40 times in a game and, and not put your quarterback at risk. And we will bring up there was not one sack in that ball game against the University of Miami. D. Wiggins, I'm, I'm happy for him because I think that these receivers as a unit have gotten better over the last three weeks. Are they what everybody wants the University of Miami to look like at receiver? Not yet. But anytime you're able to come up with a play like that, like D. Wiggins did, it builds your confidence and it makes it easier for you to do it the next time. And every, I, the whole play was fantastic. But you know, again, it wasn't the first. It wasn't the first look, and he was right on the money. So I think it's uh, it, it's a great play, and it and it worked out well for the entire Miami offense. I think I do think the receivers are coming along. I'm optimistic they will get better as the season goes on. Wiggins, for the last year and a half, has shown flashes of being a big-time receiver or a big-play receiver. I wish there's just something, one element or an element and a half of their game. Maybe it's consistency. Maybe it's toughness in fighting for the ball. Maybe it's a nose for the end zone. Harley still has three touchdowns in his career. Uh, there's just one, maybe a one-and-a-half part of the game that's just not complete, at least in my eyes. I, I've been thinking about this a lot because it's been a major topic for us, you know, the, the whole season so far. And, you know, it, nothing looks like it comes natural to them. When you, when you look at um, Brevin Jordan and how he plays the tight end position and how he plays a receiver spot when he's a, a receiving tight end, it's, he's very natural at it. And, Every, all of these guys at this point still look like there's, they're a little uncomfortable in their game, whether it's getting in and out of their break, whether it's getting separation, whether it's confidence in catching the ball, whether it's getting off of press coverage, whether it's reading the coverage, there's something there. And I really, I really think with repetition and a better understanding of this offense and the opportunities that it creates, that they are going to get better. Coach Likens is a first-class receiver coach. Uh, he had, you know, you go back through his history of coaches. He had, he's had first-round draft picks, and he and he recruited those guys. He had marquee players at Cal Berkeley when he was there, and all of them, you know, went to the National Football League. And he's taken he's taken guys that were junior college guys or two-star guys and turned them into special players. So. They're getting very, very good coaching, um, and I think that they're dealing with a quarterback that they want to do well for. I think that's the, the secret in this, too, is Derek King puts out such an example and com- is so committed that nobody wants to let him down. You know, they, everyone plays for their own, their own person or their own reason, but when you have a guy as unselfish as Derek King has been and how, how much he has is, he is committed himself to this program – you start getting people to, to try a little extra. And I think that you're going to see the, the improvement come with the receivers and they better, you know, it's not a, it's not a threat. It's a fact. They better play the best game of their life next week. You know, when we play Clemson, you're going against a team that has not, does not lose football games for years. They do not lose. And you have to be at your peak performance throughout the whole 60 minutes to be able to have a chance, and it's there's going to be a lot of a lot of expectations put on these receivers to make plays in this game. 
By the way, if you're wondering about De'Ara King, if he gets into a uh, throw-a-thon with somebody, and probably not recommend it against Trevor Lawrence. But if he does, uh, he threw 51 passes in a game against Texas Tech. He was 30 for 51 against Texas Tech for 431 yards and five touchdowns. So Derek King uh, certainly can throw it a lot if he has to. Here's the other play in our rewind. We talked about this one with Manny Diaz on his TV show. It's one of my favorite plays of the game. It was an interception by Al Blades in the end zone, but it's a big play uh, by Bubba Bolden as well. Third big... and goal from the 11. Off the left hash mark. Remember, Blackman can run quite well. McDonald a wing to the left. Keep the eye on that one, too. Three-man front from Miami. Here they come. Slant, cross the middle, knocked away, intercepted, Bolden deflected it, Blades intercepted in the end zone, five yards deep in the end zone, Blades has the interception, Bolden deflected it, Blades picks it off, his second interception of the year, and they're going wild with the light at Hard Rock Stadium. Ask and you shall receive, Miami searching for that takeaway, and they came up with it. So uh, Bolden did a great job of jumping into that passing lane. He is seeing the field as good as anybody right now that, that has played that position for Miami in a long time. And then you combine his vision and feel for the game with the athletic talent that he's been blessed with. You're starting to see a guy develop into something extremely, extremely special. And what, what I liked about it is, is Blades was aware and the location of the field. You know, Joe, it's a compressed part of the field, and you're obviously looking and hoping for the takeaway, but you you denied them points. And that's the biggest part of the takeaway is, you know, everyone wants to wear the chain, but you you turned Florida State away from a red zone opportunity, and that haunts you for the rest of the game. Bolden covers a lot of ground. Okay, next up for Miami – will be the Clemson Tigers. But first for Clemson, they'll try and make it 32 in a row against ACC opponents. They're going to play Virginia on Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Here's what Dabo Sweeney had to say about Virginia in a preview of the Cavaliers through the eyes of Dabo Sweeney. Uh, our guys uh, are in a good place. You know, we've got good momentum. Obviously, we've had a good start. Uh, but now we're, we're turning the page and, and stepping into October here. Uh, another another opportunity here at home. Uh, Going to be a night game in the valley, and uh, I know it'll be a, a, a great atmosphere, you know, for our guys. So we're excited about that, uh, you know, this weekend. Uh, got a really good Virginia team. Uh, Bronco has done an amazing job. Obviously, this is a rematch of the ACC championship game last year, and uh, they were there for a reason. Uh, this is a team that you, you know, in a, in, a, in a culture and a program that's been building. Uh, each year. Uh, they're probably one of the more experienced teams out there. Uh, got a lot of guys back uh, offensively. You know, uh, we had we saw Armstrong some last year, but not not a ton. Uh, so getting a chance to, to see him uh, this past Saturday was was really good. Uh, other than he's a he's a he's a he's a challenge. He's a problem. He's a really good player. Uh, looks like a you know a young. Steve Young running around out there, lefty, crafty, creative, extends plays, tough runner, 
really good size, uh, accurate thrower, uh, really has no fear, puts the ball up, trusts his guys to make competitive plays for him. They do a great job from a, from a uh, schematic standpoint, um, experienced in the offensive line. Virginia always uh, Virginia has had a pretty good uh, offensive scheme the last couple of years. Now, uh, the score of the game last year was sixty-two to seventeen in favor of Clemson, and Virginia has not won at Clemson since two thousand one. The last time they beat Clemson was two thousand four. They have not won at Death Valley since two thousand one. Miami won in Death Valley at two that in two thousand ten, but this Clemson team, Don, you try to find some weaknesses if you can. And uh, they're in a little bit of a transition with their offensive line. Yes, and, and let's go back to this Virginia game for a minute. I mean, I appreciate Dadbo talking good about Virginia, but they beat them 62-17 to 17 last year. <laughs> and, and that was in the championship game, 62-17. to 17. I mean, Trevor Lawrence set an ACC championship game record with four touchdown passes. Travis Etienne rushed for 114 yards. So there's there's a lot of guys that are returning for Clemson, and Virginia lost their quarterback. I mean, he, he, they lost a guy that I thought was one of the better players in all of college last year. And uh, Clemson is is full of talent, Joe. I mean, they're they're, they're going to have they're 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 very 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 difficult to to beat, um, and they are experienced. And you t- we do talk about their offensive line, and you look at what's going on on that offensive line, and they've got some some younger guys there. But we forget that Clemson has dominated so many football games that a lot of these guys got playing time. You start looking into to the age of the player at Clemson, but the young guys have got plays. They've logged the plays because of the margin of victory that Clemson has had. So I think that's one of the reasons, and you and I spoke about this with Coach Diaz uh, earlier, when you, when you look at a team that is winning football games, and plus they're playing, they've played a couple extra games a year than yeah, everybody not, else because they're in the playoffs. Right, <laughs> they're not playing 12-game 12, 12 season. They're playing 15-game season. No, exactly. And, I mean, you, you look at that, that's, they, they have actually over four years or five years, they've actually played another year. So this the offensive line is, uh, you know, their their right tackle is is a junior, but heck, he was one of the top rated players in the country coming out. Of, he was the number one tackle in the country coming out of high school, and uh, Jackson Carmen was. And I mean, he's he's only six five and three thirty five. <laughs> and, and I mean, the, you know, they, they you know, the, the the guard is a junior, a redshirt junior, and he's a three hundred pound guy. The center's a fifth year guy. The the other right guard now he's the young guy he's he's a sophomore and then the right tackle's a sophomore but they've got a couple young guys but listen this this whole thing when they returned Travis Etienne and they returned Trevor Lawrence and then you've got Amari Rogers at wide receiver who's a senior as well and another wide receiver in Powell who's a senior there's this thing's built for a championship it's not a it's not an illusion that they're that they're preseason number one. It's not been a mistake that they've been in all the playoff games and national championships the last few years. And they've got the one thing figured out that everybody's always looking for, and that's the quarterback position. Well, we uh, finally will wrap it up with this. We think uh, we have the best tight end uh, in the nation, and they think they've got the best tight end in the nation. Uh, they've got Braden Galloway 
And most people do think he is the best tight end in the nation. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's bigger. You know, he's a, he's a legit 6'4 guy, probably 240, 250, and, um, and, and, can, and can block, can help in the run game. I think Brevin Jordan provides <laughs> is a huge weapon. I'm not taking anything away from Brevin Jordan. I just think he's a different style of tight end. I think that Clemson would be very, very happy or anybody else in the country to have Brevin Jordan. He is a, he is absolutely a, a weapon for this offense. And uh, there's, that's a, that's a battle right there, but you know, this is going to be a great ball game for the university of Miami, Joe. And the best part of it is it's a challenge. And I think that's what, you know, everybody remembers as a player that, that they want this challenge. Everybody wants to, to take on the number one team. Uh, they may not feel that way when it's over with, but it's it's a great opportunity, and Miami's gonna has uh, got to get through this off week and be pre- and get prepared. And I'm very confident that Miami's going to go in with a great game plan, and that they're they they've proven that they're very well coached, and that they've got an understanding for this new offense. I think you saw a defense last week against Florida State that we haven't bragged enough about, you know, we could do another show next week, just about the Miami defense and what they did last week is, is off the charts. And Blake Baker got the Gatorade bath that he deserved. And it's going to be an exciting game. It's uh, national television, television again, Joseph. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be one. I hope that we talk about for many, 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 many years. All right. Well, enjoy your bye weekend. We'll, uh, reconvene on Wednesday night with the Hurricane Hotline next week. The Hurricane Hotline is Wednesday night. Hurricane Replay will be Friday night, so we'll have a nice preview of Clemson uh, next week as we get into Clemson Week Hotline on Wednesday and the Replay Show on Friday. So uh, enjoy your bye week, and uh, keep an eye on Clemson and Virginia Saturday night. I'll be watching, and uh, (laughs) I will enjoy the bye week, Joseph. Have a good evening. (laughs) All right, take care. All right, Don Bailey Jr. joining us. When we come back, Larry Bluestein will be with us. Let me talk to you for a moment about Williamson Cadillac. And you know Williamson Cadillac has been a part of Miami's unique community for over 52 years. And Williamson Cadillac serves this community with the same essence that represents the people who live here because Williamson is Miami. And when you talk about Williamson Cadillac, you're talking about Ed Williamson, his lovely wife, Carol Williamson. They know everything there is to know about South Florida, the history of South Florida, customer service. Uh, They know what the people down here want. They know what the people down here demand. They're able to adjust. That's why their business has thrived for 52 years. And you can experience everything that Williamson Cadillac has to offer with its award-winning lineup. Make a statement in their unmistakable XT crossovers. I'm driving the XT5, very smooth, roomy. It's a spectacular drive. It's engineered to stand out. You can excite your senses in Williamson's CT sedan series dedicated to performance, or you can ride in the original icon. Just to imagine yourself driving down Los Olas Boulevard or A1A in the Cadillac Escalade or on 95 or the Palmetto Expressway. Visit their state-of-the-art facility. It is conveniently located at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway, or view their entire lineup online at williamsoncadillac.com. Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami. (laughs) 
Hurricanes Rewind brought to you by Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami, the great Larry Bluestein joining us now. We haven't a chance, have not had a chance to talk with Blue in months. South Florida High School football report uh, on this station on Mondays. By the way, uh, Blue is a big Marlins fan. Marlins won today their playoff game against the Cubs, but they did lose Sterling Marte, broke his hand, uh, got hit by a pitch early in the game, so he broke his hand. Blue, welcome to the show. How you doing? Good, Joe. Thanks so much. Yeah, that's you got to give and take, but I'll tell you, for the Marlins, just to be in the position that they're in is great and good for the good for the kids and you know the young team that they have. And um, you know, you know, major assignment tomorrow against you, Darvish. But uh, you know, anything's possible as we as we're seeing with the Heat too. So anything could happen. Where are we with high school football today in Dade and Broward County? Some are playing, some are not. Yeah. Private schools are playing, uh, have had a couple of games. Public schools will begin in Broward on the games will be on the 30th of October. Uh, they'll play for those. Nobody was allowed to opt in for the state playoffs in Broward, except for Gibbons and St. Thomas private schools that kind of jumped the shark earlier than most. So they'll be playing this week and next week. Uh, but in Dade County, five teams opted in to play. Uh, you have Palmetto, you have Homestead, then obviously your Power Central Northwestern, and then Edison. But what that means is when they start playing, they'll only have two or three games before the playoffs start. So it doesn't give them much of a time. But you know how it is. Some some of these guys love to, you know, you know, next year say, hey, we won state titles. But um, that's where we're at. Uh, we still do have football, though. I mean, high school's been playing. Like I said, Chaminade, the three-time defending state champions, are off and running. They're two and one, lost to to a pretty good defensive team like themselves in uh, American Heritage. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, Heritage is good. Not you know between them and uh, and um, Chaminade, their offenses are really not explosive. But uh, yeah, got, getting an opportunity to see a lot of kids. And you know, yesterday uh, we I wrote a blog on uh, the University of Miami and how. Uh, well they've done locally you know because you go back to the days where even if you know you were on talk shows and that's all you'd hear is how come Miami didn't keep him or Miami didn't keep them and uh, Miami has 36 players currently from Dade Broward and Palm Beach on the roster and they uh, for next uh, the next cycle of recruiting uh, they have 16 committed for 2021 so that's not too bad and you're never going to keep everybody at home even when the the Hurricanes were, you know, dominating back in the in the 80s and then again in the early 2000s. Uh, you know, the Marvin Joneses and, and then players like that, Derek uh, Thomas. They would always, Steve, um, um, uh, Steve uh, from, uh, Steve Hutchinson from Hutchinson. Coral Springs. Uh, so, yeah, so you would lose kids, but I think Miami really is, uh, if you look at the, the roster that they have now, uh, they have quite a few uh, South Florida kids representing. And then definitely in that 2021 class, um, you have a ton of kids who are, you know, star rated. I'm not a big star guy, but I mean, if you look at somebody like a James Williams out of American Heritage, certainly a five-star type guy, as is Leonard Taylor, a defensive tackle out of Miami Palmetto. You struck gold, and that's the good thing. And I think if anything's come out of this a pandemic, Joe, it's that a lot of the kids, you know, with their parents probably came to a decision, you know, I mean, let's stay home, you know, let's, uh, you know, it's safer around here. We know the landscape. 
Uh, we know where to go. We don't know, you know, we know the people. And a lot of these kids uh, in this next class, this 21 class, which could be Miami's best class in a long, long time, uh, are intertwined with a lot of the kids on the roster now. And that, that's the family you're looking for. Yeah, and I, I also think uh, there are a lot of reasons uh, to go to the University of Miami, whether it's uh, education yeah. or, or uh, the way they take care of the kids right now medically. But uh, for parents, you get to have your son come home uh, on a weekend. Now, I'm talking about when we – I don't know what the, the, the protocol is with uh, COVID, but in normal times, you can bring your son home, have a nice dinner on a Sunday night or whatever the case may be, yep. and it's not that hard to go to Hard Rock Stadium, which is a beautiful stadium now, to watch your son play. And I think that has become an important element in Miami's recruiting. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a new number of things that, you know, that go on. Sure. You'd like to have the kids, Corey Brooks, who was at Booker team. He's going to Alabama, but right now it's really tough. And you know, uh, to compete, uh, with Alabama and, and, and teams of that nature that, you know, that'll get a kid like Leonard Taylor, but they'll get three of them in a class. So Miami's looking for that. And you and I talk about that all the time. The, the process for Miami is going to take a, a little bit, uh, longer to get to those, that elite level, but, what Miami fans need to look for uh, this year and next year is winning, winning those, you know, getting into that playoff, getting into that um, ACC championship game. Then you get through there, and then you win, you win an ACC championship game, especially with Clemson at the at the top of the heap. You've done yourself pretty good. So uh, that's what Miami's first objective is. Uh, you know, take advantage of everything that they have right now, and then look forward to a great recruiting class because. All this year is going to cement, Joe, which last year didn't. A lot of the kids, you know, were hesitant maybe in that 20 class to come to Miami because they weren't sure, and then they finished, with, you know, on a skid the way they did. Uh, but uh, if you if you live locally, you, you, you saw this. It was like a metamorphosis in the offseason where the um, – uh, you get Quincy Roche, you get the Eric King, uh, you get a ton of kids that are veterans, long, you know, along with some of the younger kids. And it's been a great mix so far. And then we can't leave out three huge hires on the offensive coaching staff. So uh, it's kind of been the perfect storm. And, um, and certainly with a week off, uh, they got, they have arguably the toughest game uh, and the biggest game that this program's had in a lot, a lot of years, a week from Saturday. I got to believe the style of offense that they are running now, and this is just the beginning yep. of it, but they see that it can work. Now, I'm not telling you that they're going to put up 499 yards uh, in every game because mm -hmm. I still think there are things that have to be ironed out. But I think after three games, we can see down the road this style is going to work and it has to have an impact on recruiting. Yeah, well, we can't be showcasing our offensive coordinator too much to the nation because there's a lot of colleges that are going to be looking for head coaches at the end of this year. So we got to kind of keep him under wraps for a couple of years so he could kind of like infuse that offense on, on all these coaches that, are, you know, that, uh, but you can't expect a guy like Coach Lashley, who's done an awesome job in his career to, you know, to not go, you know, go after the highest, uh, you know, position at his level, and that's a head coaching job. And, but that's that's a testament to what Manny is bringing in now. When you get guys like that, uh, you know him, Garen Justice, um, Coach Likens, those type of coaches who everybody wants, um, that's a great thing. 
Yeah, I, I, I just think that the, um, the way the offense is taking off and um, this style is going to work and it's going to attract uh, kids that want to be uh, playmakers on the perimeter, uh, which I still think they, is, is an area where they need to get better. The impact of Cheney, right. uh, Cheney and Knighton. I think is also going to be big. I mean, I'll throw Cameron Harris and Burns in there as well. Get four running backs right. from this area, but Knighton and Cheney, uh, maybe they'll be to to this class what Highsmith and Bratton were back in the eighties. That'd be awesome. Uh, and and then keep in mind, next year you have a a big back, Thaddeus Franklin, coming from Shamanamadana, and that's one of those Big Ten type of backs that you you know the potential of seeing a. Uh, a Rod Dane type of guy in Miami uniform plowing people down as he gains yards. So you're going to have so many options for a few years to come. Uh, that quarterback position is vital. Obviously, we, we, we see what happens when you have a deceptive quarterback, somebody with skill and somebody who can run an offense uh, like De'Ara King. And, and I'm sure Tyler Van Dyke um, and Peyton Matocha are watching very, very closely. Uh, and, you know, at what he's doing and, and what he represents, uh, you know, as a not just a football player, but just as a, a teammate and a leader. And that's Miami's leadership in the last couple of years. And you know, this has not been where you'd like it. And I think you could see the leadership on the field this year more so than we've seen in the last five to six years. Larry, you know, who's coming on from Miami and uh, they're going to need him to have a great season if they want their defense to be outstanding. But Silvera, had 19 tackles all of yes. last year. He already has 12 this season. Yeah, dominant. Uh, and that's what we said. You know, we, they're going to follow that up with getting bringing Taylor in and, and a couple of other players. Uh, so if you could do that and you can get a, uh, you know, a, a Nestor Silvera, to, Nestor Silvera to, to make a contribution. And the same thing with the linebackers. You look at Jennings and Brooks and those guys like that who, you know, people don't realize how big the shoes were to fill. You had two, a pair of four-year starters, NFL guys in Pinckney and Quarterman, who were, I mean, from the, from the time that they stepped on the, on campus, they were, they were it. And that's a tough position. And Miami's done a good job of trying to fill that in with some guys that, uh, you know, are learning, but certainly you got to give, you know, your, you know, you, you, you got to kind of recognize that Miami lost just two unbelievable uh, linebackers, uh, two of the most productive they've had in a long time. Let me ask you this before we go. Um, this season in college uh, football is really a free season in ter- terms of eligibility for players. It's like everybody gets a red shirt this year. Do you think that's going to create some kind of backlog in recruiting? Um, you know, it depends. I mean, you know, with Miami, it's a good thing. I mean, you know, because let's say – you know, and, we, and it's funny that you bring this up because I was talking about this today with some people about De'Eric King. He's really hasn't played in a year and a half. And would his stock be that much better if he stayed one more year? Uh, yeah, because of, it and not be. being a selfish. <laughs> it, yeah, well, I'm just saying because, you know, you the two guys that you could compare him to, obviously, are Russell Wilson. And, you know, I mean, because of, of the size and, and Kyler Murray. And uh, he's he's got a little bit of both of them in him, very athletic type of guy. And and right now with the load of quarterbacks coming out in this class, and you got Fields, and you got Lawrence, and you got a few others, 
it may be, you know, maybe wise for him to explore to come back for another year and to be the dominant quarterback. And next year, I know they play Alabama and Florida and Notre Dame and stuff like that. So it'll give him a chance to line up every week and, and ultimately propel himself into a top three, four round pick. Well, I like that idea very much. It's also really good to hear your voice again on our show talking uh, high school football. And uh, so now it's one more step uh, for normalcy for you and me and everybody else. Yep, it is. I appreciate it, Joe. As always, uh, you know, we'll – Hopefully we'll see each other one day uh, when we're on the same day. And uh, but um, but it, but for now, you know, we're doing the best we can. You are, everybody is, and we just got to all stay safe. And uh, you know, I see a lot of the high schools who started two, three weeks ago now have COVID cases and they have to quarantine for 14 days. And um, thank goodness. And Miami's done a great job. I got to say that at policing their kids and and, and keeping the the you know COVID under wraps and uh, keeping it low and not getting anybody sick and uh and i've enjoyed it uh, great first three games to start off with and uh you know uh, this week off and then next week's gonna be awesome i can't wait uh miami gets a chance on a third third here's another thing how many times if this was not a covid um period joe would have miami been on national television uh, the last two weeks. They wouldn't have been on with Florida State. There was no way they would have taken a one-loss Florida State team. And the week before that, you would have had some Big Ten rivalry like Michigan-Michigan State that they would have put on instead. So thank goodness that Miami's going to be on three times in four weeks, and that's great exposure. Well, this is what I thought would happen when the Big Ten and Pac-12 said we're not playing. It was like, oh, okay, thank you very much. You've cleared the playing field here at the ACC. Yep. We'll take advantage of it. Thank you very much. So, and they have, uh, and, it's and they great. have. I appreciate right. it, Joe. We'll talk we'll to talk- you soon. Okay, Larry. Thank you. All right, that's uh, Larry All Bluestein. Right, Larry Bluestein joining us here on the show. When we come back, Jakai Clark. Uh, we had him on last night, and we're going to hear from him again. Really fine player for Miami. Really good student as well. Uh, by the way, on campus, the University of Miami doing a good job with this COVID thing. The, their campus number on their dashboard was down to two percent. So. They're doing well, uh, doing well in football, so we'll knock on wood as a bye week comes up, and hopefully they can take the same team that played against Florida State up to Clemson, South Carolina. Let me talk to you for a moment about Williamson Cadillac. You can go online right now at williamsoncadillac.com and check out their entire lineup. You can look at them online. You can go from uh, car to car, vehicle to vehicle, and you can check them all out. You can take a look at the unmistakable XT crossovers. You can look at the sedan series, or you can look at the original icon, the Cadillac Escalade. Online, williamsoncadillac.com. After you do that, you can go over to Williamson Cadillac. It's conveniently located. It's a state-of-the-art facility. It's at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway. And of course, Williamson Cadillac has been in business in this town for over 52 years. Ed Williamson, he knows a thing or two about customer service. He's been a part of Miami's unique community for over 52 years. And Williamson Cadillac serves this community with the same essence that represents the people who live here because Williamson is Miami. So you can experience everything that Williamson Cadillac has to offer. Go online or go to their state-of-the-art facility right now. at a time convenient for you. Williamson Cadillac is your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami.
Welcome back to the Hurricane Hotline, everyone, as we continue on by week for the University of Miami. And joining us right now is starting left guard, Ja'Kai Clark, who is playing really well. Hurricanes coming off another great night with a victory against Florida State. Ja'Kai, thanks for being with us. Congratulations on the win against Florida State. Why do you think your team played so well in uh, against Florida State? Well, I think it's one of two things. I think one, I feel like everybody on the team is hungry right now. Everybody wants to see, you know, success just like any other team. But I feel like it's different this year. I feel like the with the, everything that's going on with the COVID and all the, the a lot of the politics stuff, you know, I feel like just being together, being around each other is making us play harder for each other. And, and I feel like that that's really the, the big thing that's pushing us through the season right now. I think you bring up a good point. Do you find that the football field, whether it's the practice field or the games, is the safe haven for you and your teammates? Uh, I definitely feel that. I feel like that's with any year, though, not necessarily this year. I feel like that's with certain players, you know, a lot of people go through different things and a lot of people are different and have different upbringings. So, um, football has always been a way for many people to, to find a, a, a way to get out of, outside of stuff that's going on, maybe at home or at the school or anywhere else. It, it, when you get on the football field, you have one thing to focus on, and that's football. So it's always been a, a way to, to kind of clear your head and, you know, have fun for an hour or two at practice or, or three hours at the game. Why do you think you guys were able to handle Florida State the way you did the other night? Uh, I think it, I think it's just preparation. Everybody, you know, it's it's always a big week when you play Florida State, and you know we always want to beat Florida State, no matter what the year is or what they look like, and you know, so preparing for them like they were, you know, the the best team on the schedule at the time because you never know they could be. So, you know, just everybody preparing at that level and. and being focused throughout the week and getting great look from our scout team guys. I feel like all that stuff led to the, what happened on the field. Do you feel like those sustained drives that you had, not only the not only the amount of plays, but drive after drive after drive, wore them down? Um, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, I was kind of wore down too. So <laughs> I, I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, and, and it, the, the thing is, when you have long drives like that and you have 15, 16, 17 play drives, we're used to it because we're used to going at that speed. We're still tired, but we can still function when we're tired. Other teams might not be able to function at, at when they're when they're tired like that. They're not used to going at that speed or playing in that heat or that humidity. So it, it definitely plays a factor on, on, you know, the other team's defense. Ja'Kai Clark is our guest here tonight. Uh, why do you think you've been able to, your team, your unit, why do you think you've been able to adapt so well to this new spread offense? Um, You know, I, I, I really, I think, well, one, with us having a, a spread offense, I feel like it, it gives us an opportunity. One, with the, the offense that we're running, you can think less and play more so it's not where we have to sit there and try to read the defense or or try to find a mic play and figure out you're, you're lurking no you have pretty much a gap 
you might have a man, but you know you can think that much faster, and you have to think that much faster because we're moving that much faster. So there's not really any confusion among the group. And then plus, I feel like with last year, we were really young, and I mean, we're still young now. But I think just having that extra year together, I, I just I feel like it's, it's helped us gel and, and play that much better. Um, with each other and understand how each other, how we each move and how we practice, how we play, how we communicate, all that stuff. And I think it's just led to the, the execution on the field. All right, that's Ja'Kai Clark joining us here on the show. Hurricanes Rewind, thanks to Don Bailey Jr. and Larry Bluestein and Ja'Kai Clark. Our show has been brought to you by Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami, thanks to Danny Garcia, our producer as well. We're back next week with the Hurricane Hotline on Wednesday, the replay on Friday, and the Canes and Clemson on Saturday, a 7.30 kickoff. Enjoy your bye week and enjoy the heat and the Marlins in the postseason. Go Heat tonight. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week here on WK. QAM, have a great night, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.